good week to you, ladies and gents. And my, my, we doing well. We're doing well. Over 6,000 downloads so far, the podcast, and some very well-received feedback from last week's Double Bill episodes. Very much appreciated, folks. Thank you. I'm really glad that these podcasts are having such a positive impact on your lives. I really enjoy recording them. I'm looking forward to getting back into a proper studio, looking forward to upgrading my microphone, because although the tones of which are going into your ears right now are not bad, I would like to make sure that they sound even crisper. So there will be a little upgrade coming soon. Uh, I may not announce it. I may just kind of do it and let you guys kind of tell me if you've noticed it. Anyway, I don't know why I'm going down a rabbit hole of technology, but either way, I do very much enjoy recording these episodes. And if you enjoy them too, there are two main things that you can do. First and foremost, you'll be amazing amount of people tell me they listen to the podcast, but they haven't reviewed it. It doesn't take long. Just go into iTunes, go to Apple Podcasts, uh, or open your Apple Podcast app is the easiest thing. Load up the Moist Podcast, scroll to the bottom, leave a review and a rating. It really, really means the world. And there are so many of you that listen, so many of you that sent me uh, Instagram messages, at Chris Moyes, by the way. And it means the world, like I said. So if you guys, everybody that listens, could go and leave a review, then the reviews then boost the podcast up the rankings. And by boosting it up the rankings, it then puts it in front of more people. So if you're benefiting from these podcasts, other people can too. And a big part of transformation, a big part of this community is ensuring that we lift others up as well. So here we go then, episode 56. And this one is all about the nurture of confidence. Now I'm going to approach this very much from a fat loss coach position because obviously the majority of you that are here are here because of those very reasons. And so it's much more prevalent to take it from that position. However, the message and I suppose the ideas that I'm about to get across can translate in a myriad of different ways across your entire life. So first, let's look at how we lose confidence or how our confidence becomes low. We lose confidence when something that we have invested in emotionally, financially, physically, whatever, uh, doesn't pan out. We also lose confidence in ourselves from a physical perspective when we no longer feel like people look upon us or we no longer look upon ourselves in a healthy and, I suppose, good light. The easiest way of thinking of this is we gain excess body fat and we no longer feel confident. We no longer feel confident because we feel like people are judging us and we also no longer feel confident because... We don't like the damage or we don't like what we have done to ourselves. Now, there's going to be a million and one different reasons behind that. And that's not for me to go into in this episode. Your reasons, if you are in that position uh, of the reason why you've gained body fat are yours and yours alone. And it's important that I keep this vague in that sense. Because the journey of which leads to that is, of course, very, very personal. But going forwards... Now we've identified the reasons why we're not confident, why our confidence lacks. We then need to look at what we can do to improve it. Now, the only way that confidence really shows its face or comes from is in your own thoughts. Confidence is not a physical thing. It's a mental attitude. You think confidence. So the good news about that is confidence can easily be increased very, very quickly. 
But the one thing that I've learned personally about confidence is it's a little bit like a plant in the sense of you can't just get confidence, that's it, sorted forevermore. Confidence needs to be fed. You have to upkeep it often. You have to add to it often. You have to nurture it. And so to look at ways in which we can improve confidence, of course, by reducing the body fat, by improving our own self-image, we can improve confidence in that way. Now, of course, this is something which is going to happen in time. However, improving our own self-image can easily be effective within the space of a few hours. And the way that we do that is nothing breeds confidence more so than doing something. Let me use the gym as a good example here. Let's say you first walk into a gym. You're not feeling very confident. It's an alien atmosphere. Maybe you've just joined a brand new gym. Okay, You're not particularly confident in the environment. You don't feel like it's yours, if you will. And so you walk around, you tend to keep yourself to yourself, you're quite anxious, think that people are watching you, etc. And I've been there, believe me. And so what brings about the confidence of you using that gym? Because you go in on your own each time. You may not talk to anybody, you may just scan yourself in, go and do your workout and come out again. So what gives you confidence? How do you become more comfortable in that environment and therefore more confident in that environment? Well, if we look deeper into it, consistency. You become more confident by repeatedly placing yourself in that uncomfortable environment. Your confidence grows by simply being in that environment more often. You can also improve that confidence by having a structure, which I'll get to in a, in a second. But by being in that environment, by being in the gym, you naturally become more at home you naturally become more confident. It's the same principle with new people in your life. What happens when you meet new people? Initially, you are nervous. You're worried about how they judge you, how they see you. You're worried about what you say. But as more and more time goes on, you become more confident in their company. You become more comfortable in their company. And therefore, I suppose there is lesson one, number one straight away. Being comfortable. Becoming more comfortable will improve your confidence. But, of course, that is not something which you can just flick a switch and get on with. It has to come with time. Therefore, there has to be a certain amount of discipline to ensure that we are placing ourselves in that environment. The most amount of growth comes from being uncomfortable. This is the best example I could possibly give of that. You place yourself in a gym, which you are not comfortable in. Let's say you've never trained before. You get yourself a program so that you know what you're doing, so you don't feel out of place in comparison to other people. And then the more and more you go, the more and more you place yourself in that uncomfortable, uncomfortable sorry, environment, the more you grow and the more your confidence grows and the more comfortable you become until it feels like your gym. You begin using your machines. You get comfortable with those machines. How do you get more confident and comfortable in other machines that you're not used to using? Machines you might be scared of, machines you're not sure about, which can very easily reset the process. Oh, I don't want to use that because then I'm going to feel like I'm right back to square one again. And so again, this is where being comfortable in the environment can also have a detrimental effect. You'll never progress your programming. You'll never progress yourself if you don't force yourself to be uncomfortable. A good advice for those of you that do use a gym as your confidence grows with the program that you are working to, if 
as and when your confidence grows with the consistency of which you are heading in to that initially uncomfortable environment, the advice I'd give you, use one brand new machine every time you go in. Now, you could get a little bit into your workout, get halfway through. That way, the endorphins, the dopamine, serotonin is flowing. You're getting comfortable. You feel settled. Give it a go then. You could chuck it on the end of your workout, on your way out the door. So you can try it. And if you're embarrassed, the good news is you can walk straight out. But the important thing is that we allow ourselves to be uncomfortable. We don't change when we stay comfortable. It's an irony because we are striving to become more comfortable in an environment, on a machine, doing an exercise, etc. But we want to then place ourselves in an uncomfortable position as soon as possible, once we're comfortable, to then continue that growth. It's a never-ending circle. So placing yourself in an uncomfortable situation is vital. Look at any performer in the world, any singer, any instructor even. I mean, if I look back at my own journey... I've done gigs in front of thousands of people. When I used to sing and play guitar, by all means, tap Chris Moyes into YouTube, you'll find some stuff. Uh, wasn't very confident in front of the camera then, uh, which actually I'll touch on as well. I've taught classes in front of hundreds of people. And the reason why that confidence grows is the more and more I do it, the more uh, comfortable I become. And so... What happens is, as I get more and more comfortable, I need to continue to challenge myself. I believe I told you guys a story in a podcast further back, which was doing the gigs I used to do, whenever I had that nervous kind of butterfly feeling in my stomach, it kept me vigilant, it kept me focused. It made sure I didn't make mistakes, it made sure I didn't get too cocky, but it also made sure that I didn't miss any of the basics that I needed to box off. In time, as my confidence grew, as I became more comfortable on stage, what ended up happening is I didn't get those butterflies. I then pushed the boundaries a little bit more. By pushing those boundaries a little bit more, what ended up happening is my gigs weren't as good. I didn't enjoy them as much. The audience didn't enjoy them as much because you need that element of uncomfortable to make sure you don't fuck up. So if you are a gym user, if you are a class a class goer, increase your weight, try a different exercise, Try a different location in the hall you're using, for example. A plethora of different things like this can really help you stay comfortable to a point, but just give you enough uncomfortability to grow. And it's vital that we do. Moving forwards into the structure side of things, the other thing that helps us build confidence not just, like I said, consistency being number one. Spend time in the uncomfortable situation and you will become more comfortable. The other thing, part two, is, as I said, the structure. By having a structure to adhere to, by having a plan, by having a program, particularly one that we've created ourselves using sound principles, or even better, one that someone else has created for us using sound principles, we know what we're doing. We can have some confidence automatically in that because it's I have this plan in front of me if I follow it I get results if I follow it I automatically know what I'm doing and that also leads quite beautifully into I suppose the beauty of the structure and that's doing something I know from myself that my confidence can transform literally overnight going back a few weeks when I wasn't training Jesus, that very first workout, 
it, I was nervous. I felt like I'd never even been to the gym before. My strength was way down. I felt like everybody knew it. I felt like a failure. I felt like I'd absolutely let myself down. Here I was, this fitness and lifestyle coach, and I hadn't been to the gym for reasons. But again, I hadn't focused on myself, touched on that previously. And my confidence was through the floor. I felt like my physique looked like shit. I carried myself differently. And in light of what I touched on in previous podcasts, I reflected and I asked myself, is this who you want to be? We all want to be more confident. We all want to handle situations better. We all want to be that person in company, which is the one that isn't faltered by people or life or circumstance. The one that knows what they're doing. So I asked myself, I came to a conclusion, no, I, this, this is not who I want to be. I want to be the confident person. I want to be the person that practices what they preach. Walks the walk, if you will. But I also want to be the person which, above all else, gets his shit done. A person that preaches about discipline, about consistency, about integrity. But how the hell can I do that while I'm not doing that? Again, there were tangible reasons at the time why those things fell by the wayside. But I still don't feel good about it. And so it was important for me to align my mindset with who I wanted to be. And without going too much into what I discussed in previous podcasts, this is what so many people lack and, or miss or don't think about, don't consider when they're looking at their transformation. They think of the physical. What do I need to do? But in actual fact, it's mental. You've heard the saying, fake it till you make it. So fucking true. Fake it till you make it. Place yourself in a situation, get uncomfortable, and fake that confidence until you become confident. And going back to the structure, that structure means that you are doing something. And nothing, nothing makes you feel more confident than doing something about it. I battle with the same demons that my clients do. I don't think they'll ever truly believe it because I'm the coach. I'm naturally placed upon this pedestal. It's kind of an intrinsic part of coaching people. But genuinely, I struggle with the same things that my clients do. My relationship with food, my consistency with what I'm doing. And I've fallen off the wagon so many times when it comes to that consistency that I'm tired of falling off and getting back on again. I'm tired of the scrapes that come from every single time having to pick myself up and go, yep, you did it again, mate. Come on then, let's go again. I'm so tired of that. I'm so tired of being that person. And a few years back, I made a commitment to myself to be a man of integrity. I made a commitment to myself to be a man of honesty. And now, a few years down the line, I'm adding to that commitment. And I'm making a commitment to myself to be a man of consistency. Man of discipline. Because that's not only who I want to be for my children. So they grow up and go, yeah, my dad gets shit done. But it's who I want to be. It's the person I've always wanted to be. But maybe it was immaturity, maybe it was naivety, but it's the person that I never truly became. And in doing so, <laughs> made a lot of fucking mistakes along the way. 
So going back to, as I was saying about the structure, whether that is a program to use in the gym, whether that is tracking your calories on MyFitnessPal or NutriCheck, whether that is going for a walk, whether that is walking instead of driving to work, whether that is literally just being more mindful of the decisions that you make throughout the day with re- in relation to the position that you place yourself in, i.e. trying to stay more active, trying to be on your feet a little bit more, hold yourself better, or whether that is the choices you make when it comes to the calories you consume, the foods that you take, being aware of your true hunger. Fuck me, that I could go on forever. But doing something about the problem which is causing you to be unconfident or lose confidence in yourself brings with it so much confidence. The day after I got back in the gym, one shitty workout later, I even posted about it on Instagram, one weak workout, one disappointing workout, even after that, I instantly felt more confident. I instantly felt like the old me again because I was doing something. Now, I am a huge advocate for people going their own way. I am a huge voice when it comes to do what you enjoy. When it comes to exercise, choose an exercise you enjoy doing. And if you don't enjoy doing anything, then don't do any exercise. Focus simply on moving more in day-to-day life and controlling yourself from a nutritional perspective. But truthfully, truthfully, if I had control and I was willing to blend a little bit of manipulation into my clients' programs, do you know what I would say? Exercise. In my entire life, well, at least my training life, which started when I was 15, so 18 years ago now, It has always been there to support me. It has always been an outlet, an avenue, a rock in my life. I have always trained and always felt better. It's always lifted me up. Not just from a confidence perspective in terms of achievement because I was a pretty skinny kid at school. But also just the act of doing something hard because you chose to. Now, I lift weights. I'm not saying that you need to go and lift weights. I mean, you might be a runner, you might be a cycler, you might be a swimmer. Every exercise in between, crossfitter, class goer, yoga-er, pilates But I would say that anybody listening to this, any of my clients, to be honest, if you're listening to this, and exercise isn't part of your life, I think you're missing out. Because I've seen a proven correlation between those that exercise and those that stay focused on what they want to achieve. Because when you walk into a class, when you walk into a gym, you are instantly reminded, because of the environment, of the person that you want to become. You don't get that from food. You don't get that from MyFitnessPal. You don't get that from the cupboards or the fucking toaster. You only get it from walking into an environment. If I could go one step further, I'd say to every single person, lift heavy shit. Lift it in a way that you enjoy. Lift heavy shit in a way which is optimal for you. 
whether that is strength training, whether that's hypertrophy, whether that's CrossFit, whether that's Pilates, whatever. But taking it back a step, I would certainly say exercise because it's helped me in my life so many times, particularly when it comes to confidence. And here's the thing, when you have confidence in yourself, when you have confidence in what you're doing, it snowballs and that confidence breeds more confidence and then you have confidence to do new things. Quite often when I'm programming clients, in the beginning if they say, yeah, you know what, I'm not quite sure about exercise right now, I will often say to them, okay, cool, let's get the ball rolling, nutrition, movement, the two fundamentals when it comes to your calorie deficit, your fat loss. However, after a couple of weeks, as your confidence grows, you may realize that you want to bring some stuff in. That's a good thing. The final thing I'll kind of add to this as well, touching on the exercise side of things, because this has been a very, I guess, gym-dominated podcast, is that as much as personal training is awesome, it's awesome for specific goals. It's awesome if you have the resource for it. It's awesome if it's not the bulk of what you do. But being personal trained every single session or the only time you go to the gym is when you're being personal trained is a setup to fail in my mind. And what I mean by that is financially, it ain't sustainable. At some point, you're going to have to cut ties with your personal trainer and then what all you have ever done is trained with them your security blanket is gone welcome to the world of being uncomfortable once again welcome to a massive drop in confidence overnight because all of a sudden you forget that's not to say that i'm completely down on personal training because obviously it's how i cut my teeth and to a certain degree i still do it but i am a big advocate for building your confidence in your own ability Build your confidence in your program that initially can be created for you. And then build your confidence in your knowledge and experience, your education, when it comes to exercise. This is the thing. When you walk in a gym, there's a lot of science at play. But so many people ignore that. They walk in, I don't know, like it's... Thorpe Park or Chessington or Alton Towers and they go I'm going to go on this machine like I'm going to go on this ride and they go cool I've done that one now and I'm going to go on another one and they don't put any thought behind what they're doing and they wonder why they don't see results it's because there's some science that needs to be applied believe me I wish I could just walk in and chuck the weights around in the way that I want to doesn't work that way so when it comes to personal training, yes, by all means, get personal trained. Get you know someone there to guide you through your form, to build your confidence, but make sure you train on your own as well. Make sure you build your own confidence in your own ability. Use the tools, the knowledge, the support that your personal trainer is offering you and allow it to be the springboard for you to boost your own confidence in your own ability. Now, there's probably personal trainers listen to this horrified that another personal trainer is basically saying, don't be personal trained, but that's not the point I'm getting at. The point I'm getting at is our role as exercise professionals is to boost people's confidence in themselves. 
is to give people the tools they need to achieve what they want to achieve. This is why I can't stand certain companies that specialize in shake diets and don't go into the science behind it. Companies that specialize in point systems and different currencies when it comes to fat loss. This is why I have such a bugbear against these fucking things because they're not teaching you. They're not building your confidence. All they are making you is dependent. Dependent on the program itself. All of your confidence is linked to that diet, to that system, to that person. And once that system gets ripped away, where are you then? That confidence gets destroyed because what it was anchored to is no longer there. And this is why the repeat business of these shake diets, companies, etc., is so affluent, if that's the correct word. Because once people go out on their own and they have to find their own feet, they can't. So what do they do? They either come straight back before shit gets bad or shit gets bad and they come straight back. Or shit gets bad and they're too ashamed to come straight back. Our role as coaches is to be temporary. Now, how long that temporary is, is up to the client. It's up to their resource. It's up to the system in place. But I know every person I coach, every single one, I focus on ensuring they have the tools they need, the knowledge they need, the experience, and I ensure that they are building their own confidence in themselves so that one day they can get to that point and go, I think I'm ready. For some reason, I guess it's just a simple analogy, but for some reason I always picture like an eagle's nest on the edge of a cliff. The eagle has their babies. I'm daddy eagle, if you will, and all of my little eagles are my clients. And they grow up. I feed them, I nurture them, give them what they need. But eventually, they are going to have to take that leap. But they take it when they're ready. Because confidence can easily be shattered, as I've discussed. And this is why we drip feed people's dependence. Clients that have stayed with me for long enough will know that my program is structured around the gradual removal of the anchors that were once there. Case in point, as we get further down the line, we remove the systems of which we were using to keep an eye on calories and begin trusting a client's intuition with the knowledge and experience they've gathered. We begin removing the activity tracker to ensure that they trust their habits, their routines. In time, we begin reducing the dependency and the intensity of the check-ins to get that self-sufficiency. Training wheels on the bike, if you will, stabilizers. So, to bring this full circle, because I went off on a bit of a rant there. Funny that. That never happens, does it? Confidence. Confidence comes from placing yourself in the uncomfortable and from doing something. And they go hand in hand, as you can already guess. 
If you want to boost your confidence, the good news is, my friend, it is not going to come at the end of the rainbow. You do not have to wait until you have lost the weight you wanted to lose to feel confident. You can feel confident in half an hour if you need to. There are a plethora of tools that you can use. There are so many things that you can do to boost your confidence in the short term, which will then snowball. But the one thing I need to leave you with in this podcast is the importance of nurturing that confidence. The importance of understanding that confidence is a living, breathing thing and you cannot just get it and keep it. It's not a trophy. It must be nurtured. It must be developed. And so continue to place yourself in controlled and safe, uncomfortable circumstances. Continue to get shit done. To drive yourself forwards. Or enlist the help of someone to drive you forwards. And I rarely touch on this on my podcasts. But if you guys are looking for support, I do coach. Go to moyshealth.com. Fuck it, go to Instagram, at Chris Moyes, drop me a message. Let's have a chat. If I genuinely don't believe that you need coaching, I'll tell you you don't need coaching. If I genuinely believe that you need a different approach to what you are doing, I will tell you you need a different approach. And trust me, that doesn't come from, ooh, give me money. It's not how I work. If that was how I worked, do you really think I would have given up 56 hours of my life to record, post these podcasts? I'm driven by helping people achieve, by helping people's confidence grow in themselves because it is magic when you see someone blossom, just their confidence blooms and they just discover just life has a whole different glow to it. It's fucking magic. And if that's you and you feel like you need a little bit of a helping hand, then come and join my academy. If you're not quite ready for that level of support, the good news is the time of recording this, MBM 25, is shortly going to go live. This part of the podcast is not going to age well. (laughs) But just know that there are resources out there. And in my academy, I specialize in helping people become the best version of themselves. And that is not just through diet and movement. It's through psychology too. It's through tapping in to that confidence and growing it, nurturing it in a safe environment. Anyways, that's it. I'm done. Appreciate your time. I'll see you guys on 57. And as I said, if you could leave us a review, even if you've done so already, there's a few more podcasts since most people have reviewed. So if you could head onto Apple Podcasts, as I said, click on Moy's Health Podcasts, scroll down. You could even listen or you can even do a review while listening, by the way. It would mean the world to me. Like I said, let's put this podcast in front of more people. See you next time, folks. Oh, and of course, before I forget, the integral way that we finish every podcast. This is the point most people switch off because they know what's coming. Remember to accept the things that you cannot change. Have the courage to change those of which you can. And the wisdom to know the difference. See you next time, folks. Doodles.